Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. This is a Jim with Sid. Um, I sort of got the music right today, although it wouldn't actually <laughs> slow down, but better than We've got 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> well, it just is doing the yeah, buffering thing where it's rotating and rotating and it won't like, it won't get quieter. It simply keeps going. But anyway, so uh, welcome to our latest Outsports podcast. This podcast is brought to you by AT&T, mobilizing your world. So speaking of the world, uh, I was at Penn State this week, and uh, now I'm back in L.A., and Sid was in L.A., and now he's in Indianapolis for the Final Four. So where are you actually uh, talking from? Uh, it's across from the convention center, to the, uh, right, um, right next to the CBS, where CBS is kind of set up. They have a, a little section outside where they broadcast from all week, and then they got the Fan Fest. Um, and it's, it's a couple interesting pieces one, as soon as you get off the plane here, they have gone all out in the last week to make sure that LGBT people feel welcome. As soon as when you get off the plane and go into baggage, you see a sign that says, all are welcome. There are all are welcome pins and stickers everywhere. There are rainbow flags all over the place. When you're on Uber, the cars have rainbow flags. The city has gone full tilt on making sure we feel comfortable, which is Unexpected, but pretty awesome. Well, that's because of the the religious freedom law, so-called, that was passed um, that would basically have allowed private businesses to use uh, that law as a defense to discriminate against gay and lesbian people. And it was a lot of backlash. And yesterday the law was amended to sort of remove that. So... I guess in my mind, it seems that it pretty much ends that part of the issue because it goes the status quo to what it was before, where Indiana law still doesn't protect LGBT people, but this law is sort of, seems to me, moot now. Am I right about that? Well, it's certainly that's the way that a lot of people are approaching it, though a lot of LGBT organizations are saying, okay, well, now we've got it back to status quo. Now let's go in the other direction. Let's put sexual orientation, gender identity, explicitly in the non-discrimination act of the state. And it's, it's, it's interesting. So everywhere I've gone, I've asked a waitress or a host or a waiter, somebody at the business, I say, I'm gay. Is that okay? And they, people have used the word ashamed. I'm ashamed of my state for doing what they tried to do. And yes, we love everybody. And that's not Indiana. And so it, it really, is the the political price that I think the governor is going to pay in his own state is is pretty heavy because it seems like people didn't want to have anything to do with what he was doing. Well, it was also done. I mean, he signed it on a Friday, I believe. It was very low-key. They thought they would just get away with it because it had gotten away with in many other states. Uh, But this was sort of the tipping point. And I think the fact how quickly they backtracked on it 
Um, but my question about it being a dead issue is th- basically this almost makes this law useless in that regard from what the proponents of the law intended. So we're back to what Indiana's law was, say, two weeks ago. And two weeks ago, the NCAA wasn't threatening anything. No one else was threatening anything. Sports-wise, is this basically take it off the table and everybody moves on because nothing really has changed? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, Jim. And it's, it's impossible to think that uh, that, that, that sports – Events are going to pull out of of the city now after after what they can. No, I, th- I think I think you're absolutely right. And um, yeah, I mean it's hard. They kind of took the te- they took the teeth out of the law without repealing the law. So the law just kind of says, well, you have freedom of religion. Uh, but what, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It was you know the reason one of the reasons they said they passed a the law was because of Hobby Lobby, where Hobby Lobby this company is being forced to pay for abortions. And I'll be curious to see how it plays out with that. If, 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 if this law protects companies that, that, that don't want to provide those kinds of services, not only discrimination, it's, it's withholding of a, of a service from everybody. So there'll be interesting well, it was to see contraception how cover, It was ho- contraception coverage in Hobby Lobby's case and the Supreme Court sided okay. with them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, what I'm saying is the funny thing is it seems that the whole reason for this law was what they said it wasn't about. And so they said, oh, no, it has nothing to do with discrimination, and yet the people who pushed it, that specific reason they did it. So it seems that this law is pretty useless now for everybody because it simply goes back to what things were about, like whatever he signed it two weeks ago. So I find it so bizarre. Now, if you happen to be that pizzeria owner that got the – Slammed, they raised five hundred thousand dollars from crowdfunding, so probably worked out pretty well for them. But has it kind of like just ended the issue right now? And are people talking about it anymore since it's kind of like it seems over and done? I don't know if people are or are not talking about it here in Indianapolis when we simply say that we're gay, from the Uber driver to the waitress to the bartender. They they go over the top in exposing how how glad they are that we're here and and how against the law they were. So I, it's not that they're not talking about it. I'm, I, I you know I'm just in and out of coffee houses and bars and restaurants. I don't really have a way of of, of measuring yeah. that. But I'll tell you what I do have a way of measuring, and this is my other observation about what's going on here. So when I was at the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was a party. Like, I mean, it was there were parties everywhere, music all the time, like people, families there. The final floor is a fraternity party. It is all like straight jock frat bros walking around in their oversized polo shirts and and their and their sweatpants, and it really is like it has like a fraternity house feel to it. Though we have already run across three closeted guys in in college uh, basketball programs who somehow tracked us down. So it's, it's been interesting. Wait, wait, what do you mean, three closeted guys who tracked you down? Three closeted guys. I mean, I'm here with Anthony Nicodemo and Derek Schell and Wade Davis, and um, one of them just saw us in the bar and recognized us and started talking to us. He was with a 
He's with a Division One program. There was another guy with a Division One program who's on one of the social apps that, that one of the guys tracks down. Uh, and then another guy had kind of reached out to us maybe uh, a week ago and said, hey, I'm going to be in India. You're going to be there. So, I mean, we've been here for essentially 12, 12 hours, and we've run into three closeted guys, and we know there are many more. So it's, it's just interesting. Like, there's this straight fraternity party atmosphere, and there are all these, like like many fraternities, all these closeted guys running around. Are any of these guys thinking about coming out, or is it just they wanted to say hey? They just wanted to say hey. I, I mean, they, they they all talk about wanting to advance in the sport and, you know, being afraid that it, that it could hurt them if they do come out. So, uh, no, I don't I don't think that's going to turn into that anytime soon. But you know, it's good for them to like, just hang out with us and, and be around be around us. Uh, it's good for them. So you know, that's, that's been cool just to kind of connect with these guys. Now, uh, the one uh, the one sports league conspicuous by his absence in this whole thing was the NFL, which I wrote a piece that they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They they did nothing. They simply did nothing. They took a pass and they let it. Now they now they get now they don't have to do anything, and it really it really pissed me off. I mean, they took a stand against the Arizona thing, and here they just they issued the bland "We welcome everybody." And NASCAR took a stand against the law, and the NFL didn't nothing did nothing about it. And it just it, you know all this talk about how progressive they are in this is just sort of like really you just kind of sat back on your heels when they could have had a real strong influence publicly by stepping forward. So it, it really made me angry to sort of see how they just kind of let this slide. Yeah, listen, I think they they absolutely could have, and it would have been amazing for them to step forward. But you know, it all worked out in the end. I mean, if, I think if we were if it, if, it, if we were still fighting over this, that would have been very important for them to step forward. But you know, within four days, we knew that this was going to be changing, and, and I totally get where you're coming from. I totally do. Um, uh, it, it, it's frustrating that they didn't. But I don't know. I just I'm not as bothered by it as as you are because it just I don't know they didn't have an event pending they they could they could move the combine you know weeks from now it it just wasn't I don't know it just wasn't a, that big of a thing though I I totally understand why you're upset about it and by the way, I mean you listen you, I mean to me you take a stand it, it's not about testing the winds and waiting it's like saying this is wrong you don't. They didn't have to threaten anything. They could have simply let simply said it's wrong. I mean, NASCAR took a stand against it. The NCAA took a stand against it. The NFL, and it was funny. They took a stand against the Arizona law. So why would this be any different? So that's why it really bothered me. Maybe if they had been consistent about this, I would have less of a problem. But with Arizona, they already made contingency plans to move this year's Super Bowl to Tampa. So I, well, anyway, so we don't have to beat a dead horse. But it just really bothered me that they kind of drug their he- drug their feet, as did basically, you wrote about it, the NBA and the Pacers and the Colts, who all issued statements of affirmation about equality, which the NFL did, but none of them addressed the issue either. They kind of basically said, we're waiting. So it seemed to be the default position of at least pro sports in this, except for Pat yeah, McAfee, the Colts punter. Yeah, they all, they all essentially punted. And, and, and other guys, Charles Barkley and and uh, and Reggie Miller, Reggie you know, Miller. the guys who stood who, who stood up and, and said really powerful statements, but the leagues just they just didn't. I mean, it was just 
it was Flair. And I think uh, it would be interesting if it, if it was still going on right now, if they had not figured out how to repeal the law without repealing it, what those pro leagues would be saying now, because the pressure would be very high if it was still going on and people were piling into Indianapolis. And I think the timing of the yesterday's quote-unquote fix was not accidental because this story lost a lot of steam because it's kind of over. And if it had not been passed, there would still be a story. About, I mean, it, there would still be a talk about it at the tournament. You'd have players, maybe coaches, whatever. It would be something brought up now. People can kind of just get on with basketball. So um, I don't think yesterday's timing, as I said, was, was by accident. No, I, they, the pressure that they must have been feeling uh, this past Monday to, to change course, uh, the NCAA, somebody got to them. Somebody got to them. Oh, I don't know if it was the Visitors Bureau or what. When you have USC's athletic director in the state of Connecticut, all these places pulling out the, the pressure of losses, money, money talks, right? That, that, that language all politicians understand. Money talks, and, and so yeah, there was it was not a coincidence. It was a result of the Final Four being here. Well, let's kind of keep the basketball, but switch, kind of go over the border one state to Kentucky. And about maybe ten days ago, we got an email at Outsports um, from a guy named Dalton Maldonado, and it was like maybe two paragraphs, and it was. Hi, I'm gay, and I play basketball in Kentucky, and I'm at my high school, and I, people, I, I basically was outed by another team, and they chased my school bus, and my and my team supported, and we both read it. It was kind of like this seems a little bit <laughs> kind of incredible. I mean, this kid gets gets outed on a basketball court, he then gets chased by the opposing team, and then his everyone rallies around it, and you're the one that handled the story, and it turns out to be all true, and it's been been an enormously huge story for us this week. It's got a ton of uh, attention and page views. Um, and Dalton plays for us a, a, a school in basically rural Kentucky. So could you give us, you know, some of the background on it, but also kind of what is new with it and um, kind of how it kind of, it kind of really struck a chord uh, coming as it did on the, on, you know, on the eve of the final four, which has a team from Kentucky in it. Well, yeah, you know, once when we got the story that Dalton sent us, we were skeptical. <laughs> As even even people who read my story were skeptical. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable that this kid would come out and then this other team would, would chase him and his team in a freaking car after coming out as gay after a game. And then, um, and so we just kind of didn't believe, it's not that we didn't believe it, we just, you know, curious and skeptical and you know Dalton's like yeah I'll connect you to my coach and I'll connect you to my teammate and they all confirmed it and it was true and I think that the, the shock value of the, the headline and the story is what made it I mean Jim I, I you know I don't think that I, I'd speak out of turn to say there was maybe our biggest story most read story ever I mean again we, we always look back 10 years ago at the story we wrote about the yeah <laughs> gay on the back of an NFL jersey, which was a monster. I just don't remember seeing this kind of response on social media. Certainly social media wasn't back then, but this is on social media and the number of 
readers we've had in the last few days. It's been, it's been crazy. Hey, could I interrupt for a second? We have a caller, so I'm going to connect him. Hello, yeah. caller. Hi, you're on with uh, Jim and Sid. Who's this? Caller. Well, Sid, I had someone had called. I will see if he joins us. Um, Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey, who's Dalton, this? How are you? Uh, this is Dalton. Dalton, how are you? This is Jim from L.A. and obviously you know Sid. Yeah, good. How are you all doing? Doing fantastic. You, you how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Are you are you drying out in in Kentucky? You know you had a bunch of rain today, Dalton. Yeah, the flood's finally going back down. The flood. Dalton had the day off from school today. Dalton, how how has the reaction been from from your friends of the story? They've been very positive. They've been just as supportive as they have been the whole time, and everybody's just been here for me and done what they've done the whole time for me. So, Dalton, could you give us an estimate of maybe how many emails you've gotten from people? Um, I'd say about like dozens, two thousand. Two thousand. No, I'd say about a thousand at least. And what have most of them kind of said? Uh, they've been telling me their story and saying how great it was, what I'm doing, and just stuff like that. Dalton, has how has your team been? Have, have they have they said something to you? Have they have they teased you about the story yet? Yeah, they've just they act the same. They're just here for me, and they said it's great that it's getting out there and that it's helping other people. So, what inspired you to like write out sports in the first place? Like, what were you what were you hoping to sort of say with your story? Uh, I was hoping that it would say that you may not think that people are going to support you and you may not think that it will go as well as you expect, but in the end, everything will work it out and the people that are truly there for you and truly your friend will still be there in the end. So what can you say? Because, I mean, there there were people who were, I say, skeptical of it because it seems sort of like a movie thing, you know, with everything. Um have people pushed back against you saying that you made anything up, or have people basically accepted, uh, you know, that, that what you said is actually what actually happened? Uh, of course, some people have uh, been skeptical to it, but then I just, I'm just like, ask my team, ask my coach. They was all there. They all know it was true. Yeah. Well, what's next for you, Don? I know that you're a you're a high school senior and you're going to graduate soon. You uh, were, were you going to go to college? Do you think? And 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 do you know what you might want to study while you're there? Um, I'm probably going to be going to EKU. Um, I have no clue what I'm going to study. Yet. I guess I'm just going to go with the flow and see what happens. All right, Dalton. A much much more important question: Kentucky, Wisconsin tomorrow. Are you a Wildcats fan, and how do you see the game playing out? I see Kentucky bringing it home like always. Uh, Notre Dame almost had them last week. Hey, hey, that was just one game. Who won, though? In the end, we won, so that's all that matters. Somebody here, somebody here in Indianapolis said to me today, Kentucky fans are the worst. 
Hey, now, come on. <laughs> Dalton, no, Dalton, Patriots fans are the worst as Sid is, so don't don't let them tell you that. No, the Patriots <laughs> play Kentucky in, in a sport, it'd be the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's a compliment because fans of loser teams aren't the worst. It's the fans of winning teams that are the worst. <laughs> so, uh, Dalton, uh, where are you going to be watching the game? What was that? Were you watching the game tomorrow? Um, I'm not even sure yet. Probably one of my friends' houses. So you you pick in Kentucky, but just give us an analysis. How if you were Wisconsin, how would you how would you attack Kentucky to beat them? There's no beat in Kentucky, so I can't even answer that question. <laughs> well, somebody beat them in the preseason. The New York Times had a story about how they lost to the Dominican Republic team, 63-62, back in the preseason. We're not talking about the preseason now. We're talking about the tournament. Well, you really are Pre-season. confident. Wow, I'm a little. I no 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 doubt. No doubt. Well, I got you know. If you watch, uh, there's a video that I Dalton shared to me of him playing in a game this past season, and he's got a lot of confidence, Jim. He's just sitting back there behind the arc and draining those threes in this video. It was, it was pretty impressive. The kid's got some moxie. Thank you, thank you. Well, you know, I hope for your sake the Wildcats win. I don't really have a, a, a rooting interest, and I have the four. I just hope they're three good games. And uh, this will be the first – What was the last time you guys won the championship? Was it 2012 or 2011? Hmm. I think 12, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't yeah, that long came ago. Yeah, it wasn't – I didn't think so. <laughs> Um, so back thank to you so much for giving. What? Oh, no good. No, I just want to ask one question, Dalton. Like, are you like, are you replying to the people who are writing you? Like, people basically wanted to share you, their stories with you, and how are you addressing them? Are are you simply so overwhelmed right now that you don't have the time to reply to them? Uh, I've tried to reply to most of them. There's a pretty good lot, so I haven't been able to reply to all of them. But for the most part, I've been trying to reply to them. And he posted well, we really, really want to thank you for reaching today. out. Yeah, just really thank you for reaching out with your story. And, uh, you know, I know we'll be hearing from you again, and we really appreciate you calling into the show. And uh, go Wildcats. All right. Thank you all. Have a good day. All right, thanks, thanks, all. Bye. Well, that was nice, uh, Dalton calling in. And, uh Funny, he, uh, you mentioned the, the, the biggest story ever. Actually, right now it's the third most viewed story of the year, but my guess is by the end of it it will be the most viewed story of the year. Uh, guess the first two. Guess the first two. Most read, our most read stories of the year? There are two that are more than that one? Yep. Oh, man. Right I now, but again, I think he'll pass it. I, I have no idea. I really can't guess. Number one, the three gayest logos in NFL history. Oh, yeah, of course. Duh. And number two, Troy Aikman chooses not to date men. <laughs> well, Both, of course, the, the, NFL, the NFL, NFL, which is the which is the king, right? The NFL. But I think Dalton's story will pass those. Uh, and the story we did on the gays in the NFL, the hard thing about that is, you know, the traffic analytics are so different that it really is, I can't you know, that got a lot of traffic, but it's just really hard to compare. But I would say that by 
week's end, Dalton's story will be the most viewed story, at least since we've been with SB Nation, which is now going on four years. So um really shows powerful, powerful story. And funny, we've had two stories this uh, week that have gotten good traffic. And the second one was a much more sort of upbeat, totally upbeat story with the, the high school football player, Sean Warren in um, Phoenix, who came out with a, a sorry girls, I'm gay. And he was another player that reached out to the two of us uh, to tell his story. So um, it shows the power of these coming out stories. We keep t- People keep talking to us about, oh, isn't an issue over? And I got <clears throat> asked that at Penn State about, you know, well, isn't this sort of issue played out? And the power of these two stories in, in one week to sort of, you know, move people shows you that it's far from over. Yeah, well, it's. It is it is amazing that all oh, there are so many kids who are coming out and so many more. I mean, we have so many more that we know about. Um, there's a kid I know who is a, he's a college athlete. He's, he's he's telling his parents he's gay on tomorrow, and then he's telling everyone on social media on Sunday. And and he's just a, it's a, just another kid. So many. There's just so much. It's like almost like a it's almost like there's a race going on now to see who could come out the fastest. But it's, it's cool. I couldn't imagine when I was 15 in high school coming out and, and just being confident in who I am and, and, and finding support, friends. And, I, you know, it almost makes me wish I was 15 now. <laughs> almost. You almost. wouldn't be living in the Hollywood quite. Hills if you were 15, so I wouldn't <laughs> no. go that far. <laughs> no. Um, but, so, I mean, uh, imagine, imagine. Imagine just being being that age though, and 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 just being feeling so free and having so many gay friends who are other athletes, and I just that's something I could have never even imagined when I was fifteen. It wasn't even it wasn't even possible. It wasn't it was so impossible. It wasn't even a thought. Well, yeah, and I'm older than you are, so it's even was more so in in my case. And uh, but it, it you know it, it shows the power of it. As I spoke at Penn State this week and. The interest in this subject was really just amazing. That you know, I spoke at two classes and another group, and and then a, a public spot talk. And I mean, people could did not could you know didn't run out of questions because they're just fascinated by there's so many elements of it um, from both men and women. And you know, the support of telling these stories is what you know a lot of the students were interested. Like you know, <clears throat> what story should they be doing, and and how does it all work? So I I really think it shows that. Uh, you know, people have asked us, oh, remember when Jason Collins came out? Is this the end of Outsports? <laughs> remember? Oh, nothing to write about Nothing to write about oh, anymore. Yeah. Like, well, we haven't run out of stuff to write about, and we continue to have a lot more things. Um, so you'll be uh, posting as needed from the Final Four, and you're actually going to the games tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how many rainbow flags show up. I've got my... I've got my pink blazer to wear to the game just to, you know, just to represent. So be curious to see if I see any other rainbow flags or any other kind of demonstrations. I know one organization was talking about handing out rainbow stickers on the way inside the stadium, but because of the change in the law, they kind of decided, eh, let's pull back a little bit and focus on other states where we might be needed more in the future. And make sure you got a picture of uh, Sparty. He's uh he was our, the the vote of the mo- the gayest mascot in the NCAA tournament, and the only one of the uh, survivors uh, alive. So, 
get your picture taken with Sparty and post it. Well, I, w- I will try to get down to the floor for that. <laughs> By the way, there uh, are well, cute I, uh, guys here. There are cute uh, Indianapolis. There are so many cute guys. It's ridiculous. I would imagine that. I would imagine that at the Final Four. So, um, well, that's all the time we have for today. If I can get this music going, um, we'll get out of here. But I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by AT and T, mobilizing your world. Sit, enjoy the Final Four, and uh, we will talk to everybody next week. <laughs>